Welcome to The Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives, and check us out on Instagram, instagram.com slash greatdetective. If you are not subscribed to this podcast, I encourage you to do so, so that you never miss an episode. You can subscribe using Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, or Amazon Music at amazon.com slash otrdetectives. And I'm pleased to announce the release of our new t-shirt. It's our first new design in three years. And it is the Famous Investigator t-shirt. And this really was inspired by the programs from Frank and Ann Hummer, such as Mr. Keen, Tracer of Lost Persons, and Mr. Chameleon, where on hearing our hero's name, people would invariably ask, the famous investigator? So it occurred to me, a famous investigator t-shirt, so that you too could be identified as a famous investigator. You can get your famous investigator t-shirt over at famous.greatdetectives.net. And as in previous t-shirt designs, we're offering the premium unisex shirt, a women's slim fit tee, a pullover hoodie, but also new to this particular design, we have youth t-shirts available. Uh, so you can uh, get them for kids. It may be a little bit of a wait for babies. I bought my son a extra small and it fits him like a nightgown. I mean, he will grow into it. Probably not for a year or two, but uh, there are a wide variety of different sizes. I'll talk more about the t-shirts after the program, uh, but you can go to famous.greatdetectives.net. That's famous.greatdetectives.net to order your t-shirt. But now it is time for this week's episode of I Hate Crime. This is episode... Uh, 26, original air date, 1949 or 1950. Let's go ahead and take a listen. Flagstone path was bordered by overgrown weeds. Once the garden of the estate must have been a showplace. Now it was a fenced-in jungle in the suburbs. The house was big old-fashioned, needed a paint job. The iron door knocker was in the shape of a dragon's head. I lifted it, rapped. Yeah. Larry Kent's the name. I got a phone call from a fellow named Dirt. Augustus Dirt. Yeah. Come in. Mr. Dirt's waiting for you in the cellar. Cellar? Yeah, that's where you had this mushroom. Mushroom? That's right, this way. I followed the guy. He wore a butler's uniform and was at least two sizes too small. If it had been cut from a tendon, it still would have been small. The guy was huge. Pinhead set on tremendous shoulders. I looked around as he led me through the house. Paintings and statuettes worth a fortune all over the place. And dust, too. Must have smelled. Detective 
Gilbert? Yes, sir. Mr. Kent's here to see you. Yes, sir. After you, Mr. Kent. Thanks. The cellar was full of upraised trays that looked like billiard tables. The trays were loaded with black earth in which mushrooms of all sizes were grown. Augustus Dirt wore a blue apron over a suit that had gone out of fashion in the 30s. He had a completely bald head, glittering little eyes and receding chin, fat and wet with lips. He held out his hand and I took it. a pleasure to meet you, Mr. His hand felt like a wet mushroom. I dropped it. I told him it was a pleasure for me, too. The, uh, mushroom. They seem to be growing in some sort of pattern. Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> I must be needed. Now, the, the reason for my coming here, I have lost a very valuable article, Mr. Kent. I would like your help in tracing the culprit who, uh, who misappropriated this article. What was it? It was uh, a genuine porcelain Napoleon clock, a round clock about uh, six inches in diameter, bearing Napoleon's coat of arms in gold. Magnificent item. Uh, I had it sitting there on my work desk when the people left it was gone. People? Yes, the girls in that photographer. Such strange people, don't you think? You don't know them, do you, my silly well, well, you see, Mr. Kent, um, a few days ago, uh, when was it, Hubert, when the photographs were taken? You died, sir. Oh, yes, yes. I don't know where I think you guys do this. However, the uh, Napoleon Clark. Oh, yes, 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 indeed. Magnificent people, but who? The people, you know, who were here. Oh, yes, the, the, the people. Uh, of course, the people. There's four female models, Mr. Kent, and there was a photographer. They came from somewhere. You see, I thought the magazine was going to take photographs of my mushrooms, and feeling proud, of course, I was very enthusiastic. But then, when I saw the thing, and the idea was so Too late to do anything about it? Hmm? How long were they? About. Uh, how long would you say, Hubert? Two hours. Uh, precisely, yes. Uh, two hours it was. And when they arrived, you had your Napoleon clock on the desk. Oh, yes, 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 indeed. Is that so, Hubert? It was there, I saw it. It was minutes after I left the clock was gone. So, you see, Mr. Kent, it must have been one thing. Yeah. You know, this is really a job for the cops. The police. Is touching my mushrooms. Oh, no, 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 no. I have a photograph. Here, Mr. Kent, uh, a sample photograph that you sent to me. The colored photo was taken from above with huge trays of mushrooms, probably from the table. There were four dames, each sitting on the edge of a tray, and each was wearing a bikini. Redhead, brunette, honey blonde. Platinum. Mushrooms were behind them, forming a neat pattern. Of course, I wasn't looking too hard. Mushrooms. 
He gave picture Mr. Kent was taken to celebrate Mushroom Week. <laughs> a strange way to display mushrooms, if you ask me. You know the names of the girls? Sir? How about the photographer? I have his name and address, Mr. Kent. Shoot. His name is Edward Mark. He lives at flat 722 Munro Street, Bondi. And the name of the magazine that wanted this photograph <laughs> For his uh, youth, spoke of a man from the magazine. I never fooled him. I was in Edna one day, and he came to ask him to take his name. Is it important, Mr. Kent? Probably not. Hey, you said you had your own way of dealing with this. I want you to investigate. Solicitors, Mr. Kent, know how to handle such matters. They deal with their visit in jail. It's a very important weapon, eh? Yeah. Well, suppose I come across the time. Just leave it where it is and tell me. I want your investigation to be as complete as possible, Mr. Kent. The nationality of the persons are habits and everything you accept. As you know, Mr. Kent, the little things give away the secrets of the big things. Yeah. Uh, well, my fees, Mr. Good, I... And a bonus of 500 for your information, if, if it leads to the return of my confidentiality. Very. I have this photograph. You see, it'll help me identify the girls. I'll probably go to see a couple of them before I talk to them. Oh, well, very well, Mr. Kent, very well. Uh, now, I expect a report from you. By tomorrow night at six. Hmm? Well, it might take a little longer. I'm sure it won't. You're known as a very reliable investigator. Well, good. Show Mr. Kent how to Yes, sir. I must spend more time with my mushroom. <laughs> You're growing well. Talk about characters. But his money wasn't in the least bit queer. So, a trip to an advertising man. A display of the photograph. Yeah, I know the girls. That one's Fritzy. That one's... Uh... Can you get me their addresses, Tom? Oh, thanks, so, Larry. They work with the Golden Agency. Sit down a minute. I'll call up Abe Golden and tell him I'm thinking of using the girls. Ten minutes later, I have the names and addresses of the dames. It's half past five. Good time to go calling and working, girls. First one, Fritzy Hallman... Apartment house on Barker Road, Rose Bay. Yeah. Fritzy wore a tight silk wrapper. She was a brunette with a cleft in the chin. She was shaped like the girls I doodle on my desk blotter. Over-exaggerated, but nice. Can I do something for you? Yeah. My card. Oh, <laughs> Private detective. Uh-huh. Oh, look, he, he said he wasn't married. Uh, this is about a clock. A clock? Uh-huh. Owned by a guy named Augustus Dirt. Oh, 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 you mean that funny little mushroom man. Who happens to be my clock. Oh, don't you think he looked like a mushroom himself? Honestly, I never laughed so much in all my life. He thinks that one of you four day ladies stole it. It's cuckoo. He said the clock was there when you arrived and gone when you left. And you're searching for him? Of course. Well, 
Come on in. Can't we have a look around? I looked. Later. Satisfied? Yeah. Well, don't forget Friday night. I'll be waiting. Bye for now, man. I went. Next stop, Paddington. A skinny, dilapidated building on a narrow, dingy street. Long, dim hall. Door with the paint peeling off. Hardly the place you'd expect to find a model. Guy named Larry. A private detective. I'd like to talk to you. First name, Fritz and Holman was a peach. This one was higher up the tree. Anna Lawson was a platinum blonde. Magnificent blue eyes with just the slightest slant to High cheekbones, full, perfectly shaped lips. The figure? You could follow the curves all at once. You needed split vision. Say you're a private detective? Yeah. Surely. Hey, you don't have to lock, is it? Do not move. The Luger. Silence it, too. Look, you don't have to shoot a guy just because you stole a clock. Clock? A porcelain Napoleon clock. My client wants it back. No questions asked. I'm trying to trick me. You're one of them. One of who? He sent you here after me. Look, I'm You've got it all. <laughs> Drop it. Now, I'll just souvenir this Luger if you don't mind. Use type silencer. Cute. Right now you can change. That honey would be just about the last thing on my mind. You stole that clock, didn't you? Yes. That's right. You went to the house of a guy named Dirt a few days ago, correct? Yes. With three other models and a photographer with you. There was an expensive clock on Dirt's working desk. Dirt hired to find this. Yeah. <laughs> What's so funny? Oh, everything is funny. <laughs> you ask me, everything is slightly <laughs> nutty. You pull a gun and now you laugh. Are you stupid for somebody else? Yeah, maybe. Then again, you might be a good actress. Oh, if you think I stole the clock, Mr. Kent. You are welcome to search my room. I did. I wasn't as lucky as I've been with Fritz. Oh, it's not finished. I think I can. Yeah, sure. Here you are. You're uh, not an Australian, are you, Anna? That is my affair. Please go. Incidentally, now that I know you won't shoot, here's the cartridge clip from that Luger. So long, sweetheart. Into my report went Anna Lawson, slight foreign accent, thinks nothing of pulling a gun and then laughing when you take it away from me. I needed a drink. So I had a couple of double scotches. Next stop, Monroe Road, Bondi. Eddie Marks? Yes, sir. Photographer? Yeah. I'll talk to you. About what? Women? Come in. Thanks. 
first, Eddie. Here's what comes first. <coughs> it was the old sucker punch. The king hit. I sat on the floor, shook my head, saw Eddie coming at me with a paperweight. Eddie held the paperweight high. Cop this. Brought it down, I rolled. Eddie tripped over my knee. He was on his stomach. I chopped with a ham of my right hand across his neck. Just one little sound out of him, and that was all. I put the paperweight back on the table, frisked Eddie for a gun. No gun. Grabbed him by the scruff of the neck, pushed him into a chair. Used the water in a vase of flowers. Okay, Basher. Start talking. Come on! Don't! Why did you slug me? Look, look I, I can't afford to pay anymore. Hey! Why can't you afford to pay? I borrowed to the hill. You, you have to wait. I can't let you have to go for at least a month. I took out my wallet. Showed Eddie my license. No, he can't. But I, I thought... I know what you thought. Blackmail is uh, a little out of my line. Didn't anybody ever tell you that I hate crime? Look, maybe you can help me, huh? Yeah, later. Right now, I'm on a case. If I do help you, it'll cost you 20 for taking that swing. I want to know about that job at Augustus Dirt. Mushroom cheesecake. Yeah, my client's minus an expensive clock. He figures that you or one of the girls took it. Anything about any clock? Look, you're being blackmailed. You need dough I didn't take any clock. Tell me all you can about the assignment. It was for Australian Candid magazine. Production manager, Bill Larrabee, gave me the job. I do freelance work for him. It's supposed to be for international mushroom meat or something. You see, lots of magazines are sold in England. Uh-huh. And who picked out the models? Larrabee did. At his office in the candid building. I picked them up in my car, took them out to the mushroom restaurant. Do you know any of the girls very well? As well as I'd like to. Do you think any of them would be... Uh... The type to lift an expensive life. Who knows what a woman's liable to do? I understood women can be having blackmail trouble. Okay, Eddie. Uh, look, uh, about help. Drop in at my office the day after tomorrow, huh? All right, kid. What a case. A mushroom maniac with a tongue-tied butler, a brunette with ideas, a platinum blonde with a luger, a photographer with troubles. What else could happen? Well, only one way to find out. Nina Barclay was the third dame on my list. Sixth floor, the Wynyard Arms built. Yeah? What is it, Sonny? It's Nina Barclay. Sally Malone, I'm all about. Perfume of a gin almost knocked uh-huh. me out. Sally's hair was must and her lipstick was a little crooked. What's your name, Sonny? Oh, Nina never told me about you. Well, can I talk to you about Nina? Sonny, you can talk to me about it. Come on, Come on. Thanks. Have a look at the battlefield, right? There were three empty pint-sized gin bottles on the floor. Knock them dead. Sorry, you know what? That's it. Tell you what. Let you and me start a real war. Yeah, okay. But first, uh, Nina Barkley. Nina's out, aren't you? I'm getting back to me. 
But my interest in Nina is strictly impersonal. You didn't know she was a kleptomaniac, did you? Oh, well, there's people who've got diseases ceiling things. Yeah. Oh, Nina's one of those, all right. She's a collection of men. Well, they've met me for well, Not that much good when she gets she took me to a wall closet, opened the door. Look. Mm. Mink. And Me? I've got three inches of dyed rabbit around the collar of my window. What's wrong with me? You're drunk. Or even when I'm sober. Certainly, Mink. Look here. Come on, let's get up a collection of dead soldiers. But I didn't. I sat her in a chair, and she collapsed. Oh. I left her there. She told me all I wanted to know. A dame like Nina, a mink and sable girl, would sniff a porcelain clock. I went to the address of the fourth and last dame on the list, a bungalow at Seaford. Good evening. Evening. Uh, does Marcia Rawlings live here? That's right, son. I'm a father. Come on. Thanks. Uh, Marcia's upstairs. Uh, powder in her nose. <laughs> she won't be long. It's darn pipey. You got a match? Yeah, here's the box. Oh. Uh, oh, it's the tobacco you get these days. It's wet. <laughs> now, uh, what line of business are you in? Well, I'm a private investigator. Oh, don't apologize. All businesses are all right. If there's money in them, eh? Well, you How much sit- do you get? Well, it depends. What are your fees? Oh, you don't mind telling Marcia's father, do you? Well, come on. Thirteen pounds a day plus expenses. Mm-hmm. There. If you can have three days a week or so. Or do you? Uh, look, I... Uh, don't worry. I won't tell the income tax people, eh? <laughs> About five. Well, then on top of that, I reckon you can put at least a tenner from your expenses in your pocket. Seventy-five a week, eh? Oh, that's all right. Yeah. I think you've got it wrong, Mr. Rawlings. Wrong? Yeah. I've never met your daughter. What? What are you doing here? Well, I'm investigating a case. A kind of a case. An expensive clock has been stolen. I figured your daughter might what? be... You calling my daughter a crook, are you? Well, oh, now we... you know that I raised my daughter on strict principles. And now that she's a model, I watch her even closer than ever before. You come to my house with your botchy accent, saying my daughter's a thief. Why, Mr. I'll get out of here, get out. So help me, David, I'll bounce a chair off your skull. I got out. Later, at a saloon bar, I wrote into my report on the case... Marcia Rawlings couldn't be a thief. Her father wouldn't let her. I went home. In four hours, I'd come up with so many nuts that I felt like a squirrel. I sat down with a bottle of scotch for company and had a little photograph. Four dames in bikinis and a lot of mushrooms. Funny how the mushrooms were sitting at Pratton. Hmm. Pratton looked almost like... Oh, smoke. I got up, but out. A visit to a guy who looked at the photo, then another visit, this time to an address I got from the phone book. 
William Larrabee, production manager of Australian Candid Magazine. Long talk with Larrabee and then a third visit to the dark house where Augustus Dirt lived with Hubert and his mushrooms. Hubert, wearing a moth-eaten robe, let me in. Tall Dirt. Well, well, why call it this late hour, eh? Hmm? Why? Hmm? Well, I figured you'd wanted my report as soon as possible. What? Ah, oh, yes. Oh, yes, 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 I did. Uh, have you completed it so soon? Uh-huh. Here it is. Uh, thank you, Mr. Kent. But don't forget there's a bonus if my investigation leads to the recovery of your clock. Oh, yes, the old bonus, yes, my mind word. Oh, you needn't worry about that, Mr. Kent. I'll be contacting you soon. Good night. Next, a fast drive to Paddington. This time I awakened Anna Lawson, the platinum blonde with a slight accent, and Beluga. Why are you here, sir? What do you want? You just listen to me, honey. We'll both have some fun. Fifteen minutes later, I stepped behind the curtain. Anna Lawson went to the door. Good evening. I'm terribly sorry I have to call this late. And don't attempt to close the door, my dear. Hubert is very good with that knife, aren't you, Hubert? Yes, very good. Come in. Come on in, Hubert. And be ready with that knife. Yes. <laughs> you remember me, don't you, Anna? The photograph? What do you want? Nothing. Except peace of mind. You know about the code in that photograph, don't you? I you do. must know. You have a slight foreign accent. That hair, of course, has been dyed. You didn't speak when the photograph was being taken because you thought I might notice the derivation of your accent. Russia. What are you going to do? Liquidate you in just a moment. But tell me, how did you, an escaped Russian, come to be amongst those models, hmm? Hmm? I'll tell you why, Mr. Dirt. I'm working for Australian security. We suspected you of being a foreign agent. When we learned you went to the Candid magazine and agreed to pay for a photograph of your mushroom, if it were printed in the magazine... I was sent as one of the models. May I interrupt? <laughs> Kent? Yeah. The pattern of your mushrooms made up a sort of dot and dash code. Tonight I spoke to Larrabee, production manager of the magazine. He told me that the photograph would not be printed, that it was withdrawn from the magazine by an order from Canberra. So I wrote up a lot of words on Anna here, tipping you off that she might be an agent, and you know the rest. There's no clock, of course. That was just a dog so I could ferret out information for you. I'd... <laughs> yes, yes, Mr. Kenton. I learned, of course, that the photograph wouldn't be published, and I guessed that one of the five who came to my house was an agent of very beautiful age. Thank you. Security is working on the code now, We were going to arrest you later when we knew just what secret you were sending in that But I figure it's better this way. Hubert, get him! Yeah. The gleam of steel as Hubert raised his knife. I turned my gun on him. He let go of the knife just as I fired. <laughs> the hilt of the knife hit my wrist. My gun fell. Dirt had me cold. Here's your bonus, Kent. <laughs> Glad I returned that Luger, honey. Hubert was dead. Dirt lived to furnish the key to the code in exchange for deportation. But, sadly, then he died. 
Me? Well, I owed Anna Lawson my life, so... You don't care to win, That's because you lead so well. How far do you think I could lead you? You know, there's such a lot you have to leave out when you're telling a story. Good night. Welcome back. Often, quite a bit of time passes between the time that I initially listen to a series and decide we're going to feature it on the podcast and the time we actually play it on the podcast. And sometimes when we actually get around to playing it and I re-listen to some of the early episodes, I find myself asking... Why did I agree to play this? I had an experience like that with Under Arrest, where the first episode is really rough, and then, you know, the series gets far better. The first couple episodes of I Hate Crime uh, had me wondering, what was I thinking? And then you get an episode like this, and oh my goodness, this was something else. All of these short scenes, all of these crazy characters in just 26 minutes of radio. I mean, it's impressive, and you had to have uh, some people in this guest cast who could double or triple up. There's no way you would get so many individuals into a radio studio for a program, particularly with so many of them playing shut short scenes because the first short scene after the initial hiring actually found myself thinking well there was a radio actor who collected an easy day's work but no i'm pretty well convinced that there had to be quite a bit of doubling up in this i mean we get so much uh of different varieties of violence and just so many crazy things happening we get uh, Larry Kent asking if uh, someone knows that he hates crime. And somebody dunking on Kent's accent. This was really fun. I, I just thoroughly enjoyed it from start to finish. All right, now, a uh, couple more quick details on the t-shirts. Now, I do have the t-shirts set up on special for the next six weeks. There will be two separate batches of t-shirts sent out. The orders for the first batch closes on November the 8th. And then for the second batch, uh, by November 29th. If you are within the United States, the t-shirt should reach you by Christmas either way. If you're, again, within the United States, if you are not within the United States, I would encourage you, I can't guarantee Christmas delivery, you'll get it much earlier if you order by November 28th. Now, after November 29th, I will endeavor to have these t-shirts available in the same way that our other t-shirts are, where you can order one or two at any time you want, although the price will be higher on that. Because we're doing a, a batch on these orders, I'm able to... 
uh, mark down the prices a bit. So if at all possible, I do encourage you to order by the 29th of uh, November. And again, we do have premium unisex tee, women's slim fit tee, pullover hoodie, and youth t-shirt. And you can check that all out at famous.greatdetectives.net. Now, it also would be great uh, to see listeners wearing the shirts. If you do post a picture on Twitter, tag us at Radio Detectives or tag us on Instagram at Great Detectives. Listener comments and feedback now and uh, comment from uh, Jennifer uh, regarding our uh, podcast award videos on Instagram. Uh, uh, you're awesome, Adam. Keep up the good work. Love the fedora. Well, thanks so much, uh, Jennifer. I bought the fedora actually specifically for the speech since hats are a bit of a challenge for me since I have such a big head. I bought this one because the brand name is Adam. I don't know when I'll use it again in any formal purpose, but I've got it standing by. Sometimes random points when I'm recording commentary, I just sometimes put it on at random times when I'm wanting to feel really authentically detective-like. At any rate, thanks so much for the comment, Jennifer. Now it's time to thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Thank you to Lisa, Patreon supporter since April 2016, currently supporting the program at the Seamus level of $4 or more per month. Thanks so much for your support, Lisa. It's truly appreciated. That will do it for today. A reminder, if you want to be sure to never miss an episode, subscribe to our podcast using your favorite podcast software. Whether it's Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, or Amazon Music at Amazon.com slash OTR Detectives. And if you are enjoying this podcast, be sure to rate and review wherever you download your podcast from. We'll be back next next Tuesday with another episode of I Hate Crime. Coming up tomorrow, listen to Dangerous Assignment when... Oh, a guy pops out of nowhere right in front of me. Hey, there with you, sir. Who are you? Oh, permit me. Hey, Mosca, I would like you to meet my friend Olaf. Huh? I don't see any... <clears throat> that is Olaf's gun in your back. I am Olaf. I'm delighted. Look, what's this all about? Shh, please, we must be very quiet. We would not want to disturb the hotel guests. Yeah, well, I'm going to start disturbing them plenty if you... Please, I told you, we must be quiet. Look, you think I'm going to hold still while you work me over your... You would not listen to reason. It is a pity. <laughs> He's not saying anything now, Oscar. Mm, of course not, Olaf. That was a most effective silence you administered just then. A heavy blow over the kidney often renders a man completely speechless. See how he stands with one foot drawn up, almost like a heron. <laughs> Quite an amusing spectacle, is it not? Good, Oscar. <laughs> now, Mr. Mitchell, perhaps you will come with us quietly. Yeah. I still don't know what this is all about. You made a big mistake bothering the young lady. You just talked to Mr. Mitchell. Dr. Butchak? Now, it's necessary for the three of us to go for a nice ride. I get it. A short ride, I suppose. Oh, no. On the contrary, for Olaf and myself, yes, it will be a short ride. But for you, it will be such a long trip that I doubt... I hope you'll be with us then. In the meantime, do send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and check us out on Instagram. 
Instagram.com slash Great Detectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.